Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordnance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony Lynn Collins, Tony Sherritts Collins, is, and Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani. We are two Texas licensed attorneys, and we are here every Tuesday on 104.5 and 106.1. You can also watch us live on Facebook, and we're here to talk about legal issues, questions. Uh, we have something relevant today. Tony wants to talk to us about... As opposed to our other show. <laughs> well, well, it's relevant to today, and I think it's important because it's going to expire. Wait, and you're right. Okay, so what we're talking about are CDC, Center for Disease Control, uh, property evictions and options yes. to uh, to get money for your rent if you right, don't have it. How it applies. Can you, will you qualify or as, uh, and as a landlord, what can you do if, if you've got a tenant in your property who is, uh, won't pay the rent? And they have you. They have, the CDC order, which is Center for Disease Control, uh, uh, has provided a, a, a moratorium um, under the different uh, factions, whether it be state or federal or county or whatever. There's different ones we'll talk about. But uh, this, uh, it, the, the, if you can't pay your rent and it's during this COVID period, which has been extended through March 31st, 2021, then uh, there is a way to stay in your, uh, in the property, in the landlord's property, uh, because of all of these orders that have come through. We're going to talk about those and answer a bunch of questions and stuff. But we're also going to talk about vineyards. Yes, you, Tony wanted to talk about vineyards you last have week. A vineyard. I want a vineyard. Mm-hmm. Vineyards are a big deal here in uh, the Hill Country, and we're close enough to the Hill Country for it to count. Right. And um, I have been unable to get a vineyard started. All of my grapes from from Sam's die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've, put up, I've, I've, I've taken pictures. I get close. I've, I literally trespassed right off of 105 to try to get pictures. I went to France. I did all these things to try to get a vineyard started. A small one, you know, like on an acre or something, even smaller than that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted like a 40 by 40 uh, vineyard, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, to kind of clear some land and put it on there. Haven't been able to get it going. You're going to tell us about how your vineyard was prolific and you could have a chateau because you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that, too. Okay. But first, uh, we're going to talk about the, the CDC order on evictions and and uh, why uh, they are helpful to tenants and really uh, completely adverse to landlord uh, the landlord position who are also affected by COVID. So I, I feel like the landlord's gotten the, the short end of the stick here. Which they have. But, but Tony, if they apply, if these tenants apply for this relief funds, mm-hmm. the landlord gets paid, right? If they qualify, but the relief fund, the, the coffers for these, uh, where, where the funds are coming in through Catholic charities and, and, and the different uh, uh, charitable organizations and the ones even set up by the government where it's coming in by, I guess, I don't know if Salvation Army is one of them, but the different ones you can call and find out where the money is. Uh, if you call 211, I didn't know that that is uh, for, let me see what it was called. If you dial 211, it is the phone number that you call for social services. So if you know somebody that's oh, homeless, I didn't, that. I didn't know that. But the, these people that are trying to fight their evictions all know that. Apparently, it was common knowledge. Oh. If you call 211, they give you the different agencies and where you can look and like Lone Star Legal and places you can go for help when you're down on your luck. And mm-hmm. so 211 is the number to call. Okay. Um, but uh, 
the, the bottom line to our show today is basically if you were or are a person that rents property and you qualify, then you can file this declaration that's uh, it's called the uh, it's it's a COVID declaration, and you can pretty much Google it, and, and it comes up, and it's got certain things that you have to uh, swear to, and you give it to your landlord. And if you file this declaration swearing to these certain things that we'll cover in a minute, then um, then it abates the eviction. It doesn't matter when you file it. If you're you, you cannot be kicked out on the street if you file this, and and it can't be proven by landlord that that any of the things that you swore to are are uh, not true, right? But they can. Uh, the landlords are getting kind of smart because they're coming through now, and they're actually, with full force, arguing that these declarations are fraud, that they're not being truthful. The problem is the burden's on the landlord to prove it. And so, um, you know, it's really just a kind of a touchy subject, but to the, to the extent that COVID is sort of winding down, even though we still have a high death rate, a lot of people are getting my, uh, we were just talking about my my dear friend just died. I don't know if it's COVID, but he was in perfect health perfect health and then so um, many so many people tony i don't know if i told you this but i i never get on facebook i got on facebook the other day and a bunch of my friends family members sisters brothers just dead they're like posting like like you know stuff on facebook and they're they're going and then they're they're, going they're they're saying how much they appreciate the business they're getting and Mm -hmm. you know everybody stay healthy and they're wearing masks in their pictures and then i mean literally a friend of mine he was dear dear friend um I was stunned. It was just last week. I mean, I was thinking about him, and I kind of was, you know, trolling his Facebook like a stalker because I was like, "Oh, look, this is fun. This is fun," mm-hmm. and and his wife, you know, I was just looking at both, and um, and then I got a notice on Monday that he died, and I'm like, oh, I was stunned. I called him. I'd actually called his office and just to talk That's with him, terrible. just to chat because we'd gone, um, we'd met him in, in Europe for uh, an event. And um, just touching base with them. And they said, oh, he, and they were like stumbling, saying, well, he was kind of sick. And, you know, well, we'll get back with you. And I thought, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, I called and I thought, well, I mean, I just had touched base with them. He had just liked a bunch of my Facebook posts and commented on them because he was, because we just kind of banner, right? He's just a friend of mine. I'm so sad. And then, um, and then they, they said, we're sorry to, to notify you that he passed away. I'm like, if I had known he was, Sick like passing away sick, I would have been like right there giving my blood or something to keep this guy alive. And um, so I'm, I don't know what he died of yet, but I think it was COVID. Well, it's all these mysterious. They don't yeah. talk about what, yeah. what they died of, but yeah. all of a sudden they're just dead. Yeah. So um, I think that's what it was. But that goes to you need to appreciate life every single day you because sure you do. don't know. And it's particularly with COVID because just like you were, we were t- discussing earlier, um, you're talking with somebody one day, and then you find out they died. I know. It's, like, stunning. And it may not just be COVID, but it's just stunning when you find out that happens. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to die, but we don't want to die that quickly. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have some, you know, foreshadowing and be able to get with them and, you know, talk about whatever. Anyway, it's really, really sad. And so this goes toward this, why we have the uh, CDC um, mm-hmm. order and declaration so mm-hmm. that there wouldn't be, I think, right. uh, one of the, the reasons for it. And I think I, I just want to... I, I'm going to ask some of our frequently asked questions on this. Because well, before you do that, for our listeners, you were telling me that there has to be one reason that mm-hmm. they're evicted, and uh-huh. that's non-payment of rent. Right, right? right. That's the only way this will apply. Right, right. You can't <coughs> if, if your landlord has a legitimate reason other than non-payment of rent, like you're a holdover tenant because your lease has already expired mm-hmm. and you've been notified properly, mm-hmm. or you've been um, well. There's a whole litany of them. You've been um, criminal activity. 
uh, dogs on the premises. Uh, you the, the uh, lease provides Anything. that that you have to be that you have to let the <clears throat> landlord in to do pest control, and you won't let them in. Um, there's a number of other reasons that they could be evicted. But if you're using the non-payment of rent as a proxy, uh, these other things as a proxy for non-payment of rent, so you're trying to get them out, mm-hmm. then it won't work. And mm-hmm. um, the the numerous um, eviction hearings that have been appealed, and then uh, I, I'm looking at them, uh, watching them online because mm-hmm. they're just there are just so many of them. Um, I, it ends up that uh, the judges are siding with the tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly it's just non-stop but it has to be for non-payment of rent um if, if the judge <clears throat> believes that the landlord is just saying using an excuse um uh non-payment of rent or won't let me in for pest or, control or using and another excuse right it's pest control or criminal activity or they've breached something else but the real reason is non-payment of rent then the judge is going to uh, abate the um the eviction okay and if you file this declaration even after you've been evicted they can't kick you out and and there it's 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 rampant really uh, uh, at any point you can file this declaration and the, the first declaration doesn't go away but it just reinforces it and then what happens is when you file this declaration they always say one of the points in the declaration is they have to use best efforts to pay the rent but the landlord won't accept the rent even a partial payment if they want to get rid of you. So they say they haven't been paid. So what they, you do is you you send the money to the court registry. And the judge will always ask, um, has rent been paid? Have they made best efforts? And then um, the court, uh, the, the, the person that's representing the tenant, a lot of times it's just the tenant, but they're mm-hmm. very savvy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's Lone Star or one of the you know pro bono agencies. Oh, I didn't know they answered the phone. Can you really get Lone Star to represent you? And they're representing you? them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Two one one is 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 out there and helping these people, and it's uh, kind of an esoteric area of law in that the people that are representing them do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get the agency, they'll they'll put you into the you know the cattle call of tenants, and you get someone to represent you. And the Zoom hearings, it's not like it was um, even last year. All these hearings are via Zoom, which means that the attorneys representing tenants and landlords um, can now can put more get put more cases together because they're just doing Zoom hearings. Today, I was watching one because I actually had a Zoom hearing in this court, and um, there was a guy in front of me, and he was doing a uh, an attorney was representing a landlord and he was trying he was opposing the declaration he was saying they didn't use best efforts you know they've been in there for since we've tried to evict them since march of 2020 we haven't received any money and um he ended up and he filed a motion for summary judgment why because you can't get juries right now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. to get a jury trial uh you can't get a jury you can't get the jurors to come in because of covid until who, sometime who in May. filed a motion for summary judgment? The landlord the did. The okay. landlord did saying. And what happens is the tenants don't follow the legal rules mm-hmm. to respond, and so they don't have any evidence to offset the summary judgment. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. They've got so many days to file. If you don't get in by a certain yeah, date, certain, days. Mm-hmm. then um, it has to be seven days before the trial that they have to get their response into the summary judgment um, before the hearing is set. And then if it's not in then there's no evidence and there's no fact issue, they're sure to be granted. But the judges aren't doing that. The judges are... Uh, give, giving them all the benefit of the doubt to the tenant. So if they come in even after it's been continued and they get a stay and all that stuff, um, the judges are are not ruling uh, on the fact issues, not having a response, not having any fact, contested facts. The judges are, um, in almost every court that I watch, not 
uh, not holding the tenant or the defendant to those t- guidelines. Really? Yeah, they're letting. They're saying, "Well, did they file anything?" And what the <clears throat> the, the tenants' attorneys are doing are saying, "Look." We we had a, a, a freeze last week. I mean, they're just they're not even responding to the question, and the judges are still, well, maybe I should continue this. They're giving all the benefit of the doubt to the tenants, mm. and um, I've seen a couple of them actually get an eviction order, and then with the eviction order, they've still got. Uh, they can still appeal the eviction. Mm-hmm. Um, they can appeal it in JP court, but they can appeal it in county court because you can appeal it to the high court. So um, it, it gets it's it's just if you're a landlord and you've got somebody that's savvy or got some right. legal aid to help, you're in trouble. It's, it's really difficult to get your rent payment. And so if that was your source of income because you're a real estate investor and you're relying upon this rental income because that's what you do, then you're in a bad position because if these, unless you've got a tenant that doesn't know about all of these CDC orders and right. rules and mm-hmm. they're not savvy about how to stay in the in the unit or the property, uh, then you've got some problems. And so um, I saw one eviction, uh, summary judgment eviction that got granted today, but uh, everybody else is using the CDC declaration, which we're going to go over um, some of the reasons. Why was but, that granted? Why was there um, There was this granted on not non-payment of rental. Theirs was granted on... Um, not letting them come into the uh, the tenant completely disregarding and not communicating with the landlord. And when the landlord showed up to get into the unit, they wouldn't let them in because the units were connected and there was, a, an, a, a, I guess, an infestation of, of termites or whatever. I guess they must. My, my apartments never did termite checks. <laughs> so I can't. Yeah, you know, that sounds like a setup yeah, to but, me. But it is, and that's the way to get them out. And so mm-hmm. they didn't have a response to it. And um, it had been over a year, and there was no payments that were made to the court registry. And the tenant didn't get on the line to talk. They didn't get on the Zoom hearing oh, okay. to defend themselves oh, okay. even. Well. And, but, you know, summary judgments, there it's only what's in the record. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, that be, so there was an eviction on that one. The summary judgment was granted. But in the very next hearing, the judge was getting ready to grant the summary judgment to the landlord again mm-hmm. for the same reason. They were opposing the declaration that was filed. They, they knew the ropes. The, the tenant actually called in and was surprised everybody, got on the line and called in. And, um, and then she – but to me, the story I – I, she did no evidence. It was just her word. And I wasn't, I wasn't believing it as just a listener if I was a juror because the first statement was um, – you know, I got in a. Uh, I, I know I haven't paid my rent in over a year, but I, um, I uh, got in a car wreck. And then when I after I went to the car wreck, I learned that because of the uh, diagnosis, you know, when I went in for my, you know, uh, bruises. medical bruises and stuff, they learned I had cancer. And at, when I now I'm in uh, I, after the cancer, and you know, I, you know, I couldn't keep my job. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went into chemotherapy and I'm really sick from it. And then, and I still can't make any money because even though I got another job and, you know, I tried to pay partial payments, um, uh, I, now I'm sick because I got the COVID vaccination. And I'm like, well, hold up, wait a minute. This woman's got cancer. How does she, why, why would they inject more, you know, the COVID virus into her so she wouldn't die of COVID when she's already got you know, terminal cancer. Underlying. To me, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not even believing this. And so I called Jim and I'm like, hey, would she qualify for a COVID vaccination? Because, you know, Jim's a doctor and all. And he said he didn't think she would, but he didn't know that what that's not something he had looked into. Mm-hmm. So well, all these people that want this vaccination, mm-hmm. which we've gone over all the litany of reasons why you may not even want the vaccination because there's no proof that you wouldn't still get COVID and, you know, all you still have to wear the mask. And, and, mm-hmm. But people are all getting it. And, um, 
but how did she move up in the ranks when she's got cancer and is on chemotherapy? So then I was like, there's no proof. It's just what she's saying. But then we find out that she's got a whole, you know, a litany of other people living in the apartment with her. But, but since she qualified to sign the declaration, they still, the judge still abated it. The wow. judge said, I'm, I'm going to find that the declaration is valid and that it's abated. And when there's an abatement, even if it's a moratorium, that's what it's called. There's still the Supreme Court is, is uh, determining that the same thing as an abatement, which means you can't do discovery. As a landlord, you can't look into their, um, you can't file to look at their bank records. To you can't ask them on a, you know, with interrogatories if they've had a job or anything. You can't do anything. It's just abated. But that will all end unless it's extended again on March 31st, because that's the last. That's the expiration of this last moratorium. And I think that moratorium is, um, I don't know if that's federal or state. Do you know how many moratoriums we've had on this? A lot, because yeah. they keep, they issue orders. There's mm-hmm. their orders through the Supreme Court of Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, they are, um, and I say that, and I need to look exactly who actually issues the orders, but but they're usually for two-month periods, six-month oh, okay. periods. Okay. Uh, or not six, 60-day periods. And mm-hmm. so this last one is coming up. I don't know if they're going to issue another one, because right now, um, Harris County, uh, the Harris County attorney and using that as an example because they're really good about sending emails and updating you. I don't get so many notices from Montgomery County no, at all. No, me neither. But mm-hmm. with Harris County, they're saying, look, we're, we're, we're now selecting juries um, mm-hmm. at NRG. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going right. to start our trial schedules. are going to pick up in May. They're starting to set trials in May, jury mm-hmm. trials. Um, a way, I think I may have mentioned this, the way that a lot of tenants were getting out of um, even having to go to trial, that's why the landlords were having to file motions for summary judgment, um, was they were asking for jury trials. Everybody was asking for jury trials, knowing they, they don't couldn't, have they, jury trials. The jury right trials now. wouldn't be set because mm-hmm. they're all backed up because we haven't had trials for a year um, through May. Um, so, and that, it, that, and another one I was listening, and I'm telling you, there's the same attorneys that do a lot of them because I was um, watching one hearing and then they take a break. And so, the Harris County live stream, she used to pop in the next one. So I popped in the next one. And they were, um, the court was actually calling the attorney that just finished this last hearing and that one. And they were saying, oh, and the the tenant attorney was like from Lone Star was like, she's not here. I guess we're going to have to pass this. Mm-hmm. And being the nosy person that I am, I actually zoomed in. <laughs> I said, hey, he was just in a hearing. I was just watching. Did him. you say that? And the judge said, who are you? <laughs> I said, I said, I, said um, I, I just I, I said who I was. It didn't really matter. I said, I don't have a case in your docket. I'm just letting you know that, that, that Mr. Uh, I think his name was Cecilia. I said, he's going to be calling right in. I mean, he literally just finished this. <laughs> and he did. And I'm like, got to go by. <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, I wanted to say, I, mean, I wanted to hear the guy had, um, if you watch them, you can actually get the, uh, if you don't do this all the time, and we don't do landlord tenant law. We do mm-hmm. all kinds of law. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was interested in it because we are, we have kids that have apartments. Mm-hmm. They're that age right mm-hmm. now. They've been out of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, uh, my daughter's living with me right now, but she's paid her rent on her apartment. But she's been in and out of work because of COVID. I know. You I know, know, it's like. And my son in Austin, your daughter is, is that's her yeah, permanent she lives in Austin, residence, right? Uh-huh. right. Um, my son in Austin, too. I mean, he sells uh, cars at Subaru of Austin. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, with the ice storm and the COVID. And COVID and the ice storm. Sales. And they're, they're just starting out. They're just out of college. Mm-hmm. They've got, um, you know, they're not high person on the totem pole of these jobs and if their sales jobs have been affected by covid totally and so if you're the low money on the totem pole because you just got from college and got a job then you're mm-hmm. going to be the first one to go mm-hmm. and so but um uh, but uh, my daughter has been steadfastly paying her rent she's not 
Good. She doesn't I want it on a record because the yeah, anxiety of not having it on the record, mm-hmm. having an eviction or yeah. even a possible it's record not worth it. was not worth it. And so no. they're, they're paying the rent, which I think is the right thing to do. So we mm-hmm. raised our children right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that being said, yes. let me ask you some questions okay. and see if you know the answers. And I'm going to say right up front, um, disclosure, I don't know the answers. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be maybe um, station manager Dick will know some of the answers. Okay. So um, here's our introduction. It is about the, the COVID rules. And we kind of beat around the bush here but now I'll answer some more questions for you. Um, The non-binding guidance document shares the view, this declaration um, of the, uh, of this document that we're we're working on right now, of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, which is the CDC, um, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, which is federal, um, U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, which is HUD, and um, the U.S. Department of Justice. There's lots of federal organizations that are following this, um, this uh, COVID and, and giving guidance to uh, persons that are affected by it. Um, the guidance document that I'm, we're going to go over does not create or impose any obligations on any member of the public or any entity beyond those established by the order, which is the CDC order we're going to talk about. Um, the guidance document is not, a comprehen- it is, a co- is not a comprehensive summary of the duties and obligations established under the order. Um, individuals should seek assist- legal assistance through legal aid programs if they need more information than what we're going to give today. Um, on December 27th, 2020, which was just a little Recently, over a month ago, yeah. um, the president, and I guess at the time it would be President Trump, signed into law the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021. Um, this uh, is uh, extends the expiration date for the CDC order titled Temporary Halt in Residential Evictions to Prevent the Spread of COVID. That's the whole reason for the order is to prevent the spread of COVID. Oh, okay. um, uh, COVID-19. Uh, that was put into place on September 4th. The new expiration date is January 31st, 2020. Um, but I know that that's been extended to March 31st, 2020 now. Because, 2021. Yeah, I'm sorry, 2021. Um, okay, so what does the order do? And I'm going to answer that question just because it's an easy answer. Um, the order temporary halts residential evictions of covered persons. And it's important to know who covered persons are. You may not be a covered person. Uh, for non-payment of rent. Um, during the period that the order is in place, which is now through March 31st, 2021. Um, this means that a landlord, owner of residential property, or other person with a legal right to pursue an eviction or possessory, possessory action, that would be the, the, the order after the eviction to, to remove from the premises, uh, cannot evict for non-payment of any covered person from any residential property in any U.S. state or U.S. territory where the order applies. And uh, pretty much so that covers it. It's just a non-payment of rent. The reason orders order is to prevent the spread of COVID. Hmm. Um, what does the CDC mean by eviction? Do you have any idea? Uh, well, I think it's um, the tenant wants to stay and the landlord wants them to go. And so they get uh, yeah. removed from yeah. the property. Eviction means any action by a landlord, owner of residential property, or other person with a legal right to pursue an eviction or possessory action or to remove or cause to remove a covered person from residential property. You paid your rent. They want mm-hmm. you out. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that that eviction covers a it's a, a large umbrella. Eviction can be for any reason, not just for non-payment. So the order that we're going to go further into it, it, the order only covers non-payment of rental. Um, let's see. So let's just move on. Who is a covered person? Any idea? Uh, someone who for the purposes of this order, yeah, been affected by COVID mm-hmm. that can't pay their rent. Yes. Yeah, so there's five 
categories of who a covered person is. And so if you don't fall into this category, then you wouldn't, this, this order wouldn't apply and you could be evicted for non-payment of rent. Um, the individual has t- got to use best efforts to obtain all available governmental assistance for rent or housing. That is the biggest argument. That's the primary argument that all of the attorneys are using that are contesting these CDC declarations to stop an eviction is you didn't use your best efforts. And I will just say right now that the very first step that someone wants to use if they sign this declaration is they want to call 211 and find out what the options are in your area to get governmental assistance or um uh, this says all available governmental assistance for rent or housing, but it's not just governmental assistance. Um, they've gone a step further to, to see that you've gone to look for the efforts through the charities. So 211 is going to set you on the path to find out if you can get assistance, which you're probably going to be turned down if you weren't like first in line or whatever, but you may eventually get it. But 211, call that number. Um, the second thing is the individual either expects to earn no more than 99000 in annual income for the calendar year 2020. 20 to 2021 are no more than um, 198,000 in filing a joint return. That's a pretty high amount. Our, I mean, I'm looking at our kids. Right. Our kids don't make that generally. Right. Um, right. So they would fall into that category. Um, it says uh, third is the individual is unable to pay the full rent or make a housing, make full housing payment due to a substantial loss of um, income, loss of compensable hours of work or wages, layoff or extraordinary out-of-pocket medical expenses. So the big one here is you just, basically everyone's just saying, I can't pay my rent. Mm-hmm. I lost my job. I'm not making the same amount of money, mm-hmm. which during COVID that, ha- that, that affected waiters, waitresses, a lot of people, so salesmen. Mm-hmm. So that was, that's an easy bar to, mm-hmm. to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth, the individual is using best efforts to make timely partial payments that are as close to the full payment as the individual circumstances may permit, taking into account other non-discretionary expenses. Um, that's where you have to go to the charitable expenses, the charitable um, organizations, and they're going to be as it's fourth in line of importance of what you can argue. The problem that the landlords are having is that once the declaration is signed, they have to abate all um, uh, their activities to be able to prove that they're not making best efforts. And as long as a person is tried and can prove that they they applied to the charitable organizations, even once a month, that was that's enough to cover this. And the judges aren't they're saying they met this, and so the declaration will stand. And um, because the landlords and the landlord attorney can't uh, subpoena their records to see if they've been looking for work. They're, because everything is abated, all discoveries abated, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to prove this. So the right. declaration stands. Um, and the final thing is eviction would likely render the individual homeless or force the individual to move into or live in close quarters in a new congregate or shared living setting because the individual has no other available housing options. And where this one can be proven otherwise, if they filled out their rent agreement and they're a... Um, you know, uh, they just were living with their parents before, and they their co-signer, let's say, is a parent that lives, you know, in Houston or someplace in Texas. That one you'd be able to get around, I think, because they can show there's another housing availability because they had a co-signer. A lot of people have co-signers on their, mm-hmm. their rent agreements. Mm-hmm. So there's a way to get around it, and this doesn't always apply. But um, those are the big qualifications, and those are the things you're signing off on. And I think there's like 10 things on the declarations. I'm looking at it right now. But those are the big ones. And then you sign it under, you know, oath and... It doesn't have to be notarized, but you're declaring this. And then basically what you do um, if you're a tenant is you, if you've, an eviction proceeding has been filed, then you file this declaration. You give this to your landlord, 
and then, and you can also follow it with the court. But as long as you give it to the landlord and can prove you did by keeping a copy, and you know, some facts to show when you gave it to him, you're pretty much going to, it's going to be stayed if it's for non-payment of rent. So the landlords are getting around it now by going to the other ways, the other ways to get you out with your holder right. or whatever. And that hasn't worked very much. Okay, so here are some additional questions. Um, how does someone use this protection? And I think we this declaration, that. yeah, the, the protection given to you under the CDC order. So pretty much, what do you think? We just went over that. How do you use it? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Well, you just what's uh, the main thing you've got to do in order to be subject to this, uh, the CDC halt of eviction? Well, be unable to pay your rent, but then uh, file this declaration. Yeah, that's the most important thing you do is you've Tell got to return. where do they get the declaration? Um, you can get it almost anywhere online. If you Google CDC uh, declaration, it comes up. The form is like interactive. You just fill it in. Okay. And it basically, I don't know if we can show this on the on our deal. Uh, this but, the, the, I think. Here. Um, it, you don't even have to fill in anything. It's already printed out for you. You this declaration is is literally just a form, and it's got a signature spot at the bottom. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we had if that was shown or not, but but you don't barely have to you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You just fill this form and get it mm-hmm. to your landlord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. So and it has a little footnote: an extraordinary out of pocket medical expense is defined in the order as any unreimbursed medical expense that is likely to exceed seven point five percent of one's adjusted gross income, and that's like through the IRS. You don't even have to go there. I think we're okay with it. Um, has the CDC provided declaration form that eligible individuals can complete and submit to the landlord? The question that you just asked. Yes, they have. Yes. They should And have. Um, if you, uh, yes, CDC has issued a declaration form that is compliant with the order. CDC recommends that the eligible persons use this declaration form. The form is available on the CDC website. So if you just say CDC form, it's going to come up for you. And it, we've got a link. We can we can provide it, but you don't even need it. Yeah. Today I put CDC form in and it came up right. Right away. Okay. You can just print it and file it. Um, I have already been evicted. Does this order apply to me? What yes, do it does. Uh, effective the date of the order, that means that any evictions for non-payment rent that may have been initiated uh, prior to September 4th, 2020, but have yet to be completed are subject to the order. Mm-hmm. That means you can stop the eviction at any time. If you're mm-hmm. still in that unit, you just file this form, even mm-hmm. if the eviction's been been. Um, fi- uh, been ordered by the court. Any tenant who qualifies as a covered person is still present in the rental unit is entitled to the protections under the order. Any eviction that occurred prior to September 4th is not subject to the order. But there's other state orders that may apply. Mm-hmm. And it may be why a couple of my clients that were going through some hard times, they got a, they had eviction notices before September 4th, 2020. These are much more stringent rules. But the state had some orders that would have applied. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm a covered person, do I still owe the rent to my landlord? Uh, well, I, yes. Yes. Covered people still owe the rent. The order halts residential evictions only temporarily. Covered persons still must fulfill their obligations to pay the rent. You enter a contract and follow all the other terms of your lease. Right. Um, covered persons must use best efforts to make timely partial payments that are as close to the full payment as possible. Um, when the order expires, consistent with the applicable landlord-tenant rules, a covered person will owe the landlord any unpaid rent and any fees, penalties, or interest as a result of their failure to pay rent. Um, so you're still going to owe it and they can get a judgment for that. And then at, no, 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 under the normal legal procedures, they can come after you for the amount that is due. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, what we went over last week and, and what we've been covering is under, if you call to 11, there's charitable agencies that are, um, will go forth. And uh, particularly if you're within this, um, it's a temporary eviction program and I, we're going to cover that in a little bit, uh, but 
they'll give there's charitable organizations you can call and if they the, if the funds are they'll pay the money directly to the landlord mm-hmm. if those run if those funds run out mm-hmm. then um then you keep trying, you keep calling. And what happens is the landlord won't accept the rent because they want to evict you for non-payment. Right. You're not in compliance with your lease. They may have other reasons other than non-payment of rent. And so what the tenant has to do is they have to have that organization. The organization won't send it directly to the tenant. The money's just not going to go into your pockets. It's for rent. Mm-hmm. Um, then they will send it to the court registry. Mm-hmm. And the court looks for it there. And so if you can't get your landlord to take the rent, then you send it to the court registry, who will turn it over to the landlord once the landlord proves that it's due under the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how can CDC help me from being evicted? Um, by this. See, the order uh, has issued this order to temporarily halt residential evictions of covered persons for non-payment of rent. Through March 31st, 2021, CDC is not able to help individual tenants or landlords in eviction actions. Mm-hmm. So they're just giving you guidelines. Mm-hmm. Individuals should seek the assistance of legal aid program or private legal counsel. Um, uh, and then here's some other questions that will say if you're a covered person. Who do I contact to appeal an eviction decision made against me? Uh, the think? court. Uh, the order does not establish an administrative appeal process. Right. You just do a normal, it would be the normal things that you would have to do if you wanted to appeal that. The courts are really good about telling you what to do to you. I'm they watching are. these hearings. The judge will actually say, you've got so many days to file an appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get our form Go right and all down that. the hall, upstairs. Yeah, they tell pay. you what to do. Mm-hmm. But do. Once again, against the landlord, poor landlords. Yeah. Individuals who need legal assistance with appeals for eviction actions take taken that they believe are in violation of the order should consult with the private attorney or legal aid program. And they go on to say, um, and they've got all these footnotes, the legal aid programs, um, of course I didn't print that, are going to include, if you call 211, they're going to tell you the legal aid programs are in your area and which ones you can Is that contact. a statewide number? Is that a I think national? it's statewide. Do you, do you know the, if it's the, national? Um, why don't you try it? Yeah. Just to call <laughs> Somebody yeah. try it for us and let us know. Yeah. I have no idea. Someone from New York, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because this is a federal order. Okay. Um, is, CDD, is CDC the, um, you know, that's the... Center for Disease Control. Yeah. Are they um, providing rental assistance? No. No. Good answer. You you passed the bar. I can tell you not any questions. <laughs> they're leading and you know, yes or no. Um, but the information about federal and state assistance programs is described below. We're going to give you some information. What does the order, where does the order apply? Where does it apply mm-hmm. to uh, you, you rent, keep, rental property? You keep asking the questions before I even get to them because you're like oh, okay. that kind of girl. Okay. Um, the uh, or that kind of attorney. The order applies only in states, localities, territories, or tribal areas that do not have in place a moratorium or, resi- or on residential evictions that provide the same or greater level of public health protection than the CDC's order. So a lot of people are, are falling back on this. Mm-hmm. But if Harris County, Montgomery County, or the mm-hmm. state of Texas mm-hmm. have an order that provides more protection, then the order won't apply to those protections. But it will for anything that doesn't. Mm-hmm. So people are going to this one first because it's the easiest mm-hmm. and it's the best. It's the most known. Um, relevant courts deciding these matters should make the decision about whether a state order or legislator, legislation provides the same or greater level of public protection. The order is now applicable in American, American Samoa, which reminds me of a Better Call because he got his oh, that's legal right, license he did. from American, mm-hmm. Samoa, American University, um, which has uh, reported cases of COVID. CDC is aware of the following websites um, uh, for more information on state-by-state eviction moratoriums. Um, they're uh, www.nolo.com. I, I don't know why. They've got some pretty good information out there. They're, um, 
I forgot what NOLO stands for, but uh, if you go there, they've got a they have a a bunch of attorneys, and I've mm-hmm. done it before that two. answer your legal questions for free. But it's subject to you didn't pay us; you're just taking this. It's worth as much as what you're paying for it. Right. These had some pretty good stuff out there, though. Um, they've got another one that's uh, it's called evictionlab.org. So if you go to uh, HTTPS, but I think it's going to be www um, evictionlab all run together.org, they'll give you more information about. What, what your sources and resources would be to avoid an eviction. Um, the eviction next, it's lab. evictionlab.org. Right. Okay. Uh, the next one is called um, perkinscole.com. I don't even know what that stands for. It's probably a law firm. Yeah, probably so. But they must have a really good site because they got listed on this this uh, federal deal. Hmm. Um, it says CDC is providing these links. So the CDC is providing these links. Um, for your awareness only, CDC is not evaluated, does not endorse these websites, neither do we. We're just saying that that's, that would be a source of legal information for somebody that doesn't know. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned when I've watched these, um, these the uh, eviction proceedings is these tenants are so savvy. They know more than any attorney would know. Mm-hmm. They know how to fight it. They milk it. Mm-hmm. And so they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why if they, they they are not able to make money when they're so resourceful and so smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would lo- these people should be my legal assistant. <laughs> they know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yes. Um, can I be evicted for reasons other than not paying full rent? Yes. And here is the list uh, that most people go with. Yes, you may be evicted for reasons other than not paying full rent. The order does not prevent you from being evicted for engaging in criminal activity while on the legal on the premises. If the landlord is saying that they overheard you making an admission that um, that you are selling uh, drugs, pot, mm-hmm. are selling drugs, that's enough evidence to get you evicted. It's not working all the time, but that's one reason they can evict you. So it will override not pay, non-payment rent COVID. Uh, threatening the health or safety of other residents, and they're using that a lot, the really? landlords, saying because you won't let them come in to do the pest inspections. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you're threatening their health or safety, uh, you I, I guess COVID might be a reason if you've got COVID mm-hmm. and you're not wearing your mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't heard that one yet, but it seems like something they could say. Uh, damaging or posing an immediate and significant risk of damage to the property. I get a lot, I've heard a lot of that argument. Like, They're, what are they doing? Um, they are... Uh, Leaving the burners on because it's cold and they have yes. no power? Yes. Are there... Um, they're having their friends over that are also bad influences that smoke pot and there's drug activity and that's not allowed. And a lot of these, uh, the ones that are getting that are being evicted are in, they've made known on their application that they're in uh, rehabilitation programs for alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. And all they got, this is, they're saying that they're bringing their friends over in the apartment, they're staying there. Which, and that the, the, the rebuttal is, I can't help who comes to my apartment. But if they're coming over there and, you know, the, they get a next door neighbor, the landlord gets a next door neighbor to say they're being rowdy and loud and, you know, and we know there's drug activity going on and, mm-hmm. you know, lots of cars coming and going. The judge is listening to that and it may work. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it work yet though. Mm-hmm. Um, violating any applicable building code health ordinance or similar regulations relating to health or safety. A lot of people will have uh, unusual pets, and they're bringing that up too. And the final is, uh, one of the final big reasons is violating any other contractual obligation of the tenant's lease other than the timely payment of rent, um, not including non-payment of late payment of fees and penalties. In this, this order, when you're evicting and they've got the CDC declaration, they can ask for back rent, but they can't get the penalties and stuff. You have to do that in a different you have to ask for that in a different, I guess, after the moratorium is over. Mm-hmm. Um, individuals who are confirmed to have been exposed to or might have been 
might have COVID and take reasonable precautions to not spread the disease should not be evicted on the ground that they may pose a health hazard. But if you're not wearing your mask and you're being blatant about it, that would be a reason. Um, you have additional protections against evictions under the laws in your state. Um, we didn't even, uh, I'm getting the, 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 the sign from Dick that we're almost over and we haven't even gotten to our frequently asked questions. Um, so my question for you is what questions do you have? Oh gosh. Um, Here. I don't know. I think I've asked you. Yeah, I think you have. Uh-huh. Uh, are, are, is the CDC eviction ban, ban declaration supposed to be notarized? You said no. Mm-hmm. When should they provide CDC eviction ban declaration to their landlord? Immediately, right? As yeah. soon as they right. download it mm-hmm. and print it out. How can I prove that I gave my declaration gotta, to my landlord? Just any way you have to prove it, any way you Take could. Take a picture yeah. with your mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. If it's still working. Let me ask you this. Do landlords have to make their tenants aware of the CDC order and declaration? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Guys, thank you for listening. We've been answering your questions about CDC declarations and evictions. You can uh, download us tomorrow on Google Play and iTunes. And we want to remind you, as always, serve God by serving others. Have a great week.